welcome to The Climate Realist. Here, we'll talk about realistic and achievable things you can do to help with climate change. Personally, I believe that the Earth's climate is changing in a major way and that most of it is human-caused. If you are skeptical, please listen anyway. I respect your point of view, and this podcast may help you to understand what all the fuss is about. At the very least, you'll hear a lot of ways to save money. Welcome back to The Climate Realist. Today, we're tackling a crucial issue that everyone on the planet contributes to, food waste. It's a problem with far-reaching consequences and one we seriously need to address. But before we dive into solutions, let's paint a picture of the sheer scale of this issue. I read through a few reports from the UN and the US EPA and other agencies. If you're interested in further reading, I'll leave the links to all those in the show notes. Did you know that one-third of all the food produced globally, that's about 1.3 billion tons, is never eaten? Imagine, enough nutritious food to feed over a billion people and it's simply wasted. This isn't just a moral outrage because of the food itself and how it could be nutrition for people, it's an environmental catastrophe in its own right. Food waste is responsible for around 8% of all human-caused greenhouse gas emissions. That's right, those forgotten leftovers in the back of your fridge aren't just a culinary crime, they're a significant contributor to global warming. And even worse than leftovers are food that's just left on the plate and thrown out. Newsflash, if your garbage can is heavy, you are part of the problem. As food decomposes, it releases methane, a potent greenhouse gas two or three dozen times more powerful than CO2. Think about it. The food we toss out is literally warming our planet. Why does it make a difference whether we eat food or throw it out? When we humans eat food, we convert it into the energy necessary to keep us alive and kicking. All the energy to keep our body warm, our brains functioning, and our muscles strong enough to go for a walk or chop firewood comes from the food we eat. None of this is bad for the climate. Of course, we inhale air with oxygen and exhale with carbon dioxide. So ironically, we exhale the very greenhouse gas that everybody's so excited about. But humans need to exist. So let's accept that we all generate some CO2 just by living. With me so far? Okay, so what's so bad about wasting food? Doesn't it just convert itself to CO2 like we do when we breathe? No. When food or other organic matter decomposes, it also creates methane, which is a potent greenhouse gas that is at least 25 times more powerful than CO2. Sure, humans create a bit of methane when we fart, but that's more of an incidental byproduct. Methane, fortunately, is not as long-lived a gas as CO2. But while it's in the atmosphere, it's a huge contributor to climate change. Eating is okay, wasting is not. But there's hope. The WWF report, Fight Climate Change by Preventing Food Waste, reminds us that tackling food waste isn't just about saving food. It's about protecting our planet. Preventing food waste not only reduces methane emissions, it conserves precious water resources and protects biodiversity. Preventing food waste is a win-win for our environment and our future. Food wastage also means wasted land, energy, and fertilizer. These are all powerful contributors to climate change in their own right. The EPA report, 
From Farm to Kitchen, the Environmental Impacts of U.S. Food Waste paints a stark picture. Water wasted on crops that never reach a plate. Land stripped bare for food that ends up in landfills. And greenhouse gases spewing from decomposing scraps. This, my friends, is a crisis we can't afford to ignore. And yet we do. Let's get with the program. Mother Nature can do a lot more productive things if we left her with more water and land to grow for us. Fertilizer use is also potentially destructive, although the Earth couldn't possibly support the 8 billion people currently on it without fertilizer. But how do we fight this problem? The FAO report, Your Guide to Living Free of Food Waste, offers a practical guide urging us to address food waste at every stage of the food system, from production and processing to consumption and disposal. It's about improving agricultural practices, better storage and transportation systems, smarter consumer choices, and effective waste management strategies. Another report, the USDA Food Waste and its Links to Greenhouse Gases and Climate Change, highlights the science behind food waste's impact on climate change. Every step in the food journey releases greenhouse gases, from the fertilizers used in agriculture to the transportation and processing of food. By reducing food waste, we can significantly decrease these emissions. Each of these reports adds another piece to the puzzle, revealing the magnitude and complexity of the food waste crisis. But they also offer a ray of hope. By working together, implementing these solutions, and making conscious choices, we each can significantly reduce food waste and create a more sustainable future for us all. As you know, the Climate Realist podcast tackles some big subjects, but in this case, it's simply about doing your share. And even if you're skeptical about climate change or its causes, reducing the amount of food you throw out is directly related to the amount of food you buy. So what can I personally do to reduce food waste, help with climate change, and save money? Let's start at the heart of the action, your kitchen. Without much effort, you can be a better planner. Ditching impulse buys and creating weekly menus based on what you actually need. Think of it as a strategic operation to ensure your fridge isn't a graveyard for forgotten groceries. The less food you have in your fridge, the less likely it is to end up in a landfill. Before embarking on a trip to the grocery store, take stock of what you have and what you need. For years, my wife and I have used a simple app called Our Groceries. It works on pretty much any smartphone and also on Apple Watches. Either of us can add or remove items from the grocery list. When shopping at the store, she can just glance at the list and know what to buy. This app alone probably saves us hundreds of dollars a year in wasted groceries. There's never any doubt what we need to buy. If something is bought that's not on the list, that's a conscious decision, not an impulse buy. In reality, my wife does almost all the grocery shopping and cooking so full credit to her. I contribute by gratefully eating everything she cooks for us, including leftovers. Therefore, we have very little food waste. Next, the storage squad. I'm not talking about a Tupperware party from the 1960s. Learn the art of proper food storage, from crisper drawer hacks to understanding those confusing use-by and best-by dates. Proper storage extends shelf life and keeps those delicious ingredients fighting fit for your meals. Another good place to start is your pantry. Bulk ingredients like flour, pasta, cereals, and sugar are unlikely to go bad and therefore help to reduce food wastage. 
Unopened jars and bottles will usually be fine for more than a year. And although I'm not a fan of food in metal cans, they're a great way to keep tomato sauce, corn, and even soup. Rare is the cook that can't make creative use of a can of Campbell's tomato or cream of mushroom soup to make a delicious sauce or dress up a meat dish. Fridges are used for more than keeping vegetables and fruit fresh and storing milk and dairy products. They're the best place by far to store leftovers. So do use some of those old Tupperware containers to store leftovers. They last for generations as long as you're not cooking food in them. Even better than leftovers, only prepare enough for a single meal or prepare enough for two or three meals and consciously create dishes to be eaten over the next week. Whatever you do, don't just fill up your fridge with leftovers that are not going to get eaten. Blue fur on food is a bad sign. Almost all fridges have freezers, and these can be a big help in reducing food wastage. Even better are standalone freezers. And at the top of the line, even better would be an upright freezer instead of a chest model. From personal experience, food in chest freezers often ends up in an icy block at the bottom of the freezer, often with freezer burn. That's a sign you left something too long in the freezer or didn't package it in an airtight bag. Upright freezers take less floor space and are easier on the back, since you don't have to lean over and dig. We bought one about 10 years ago and keep it in the garage. It keeps things at a constant 17 degrees C below zero. Using containers, jars, or freezer bags, there's always an assortment of meals, whether soups, chili, or pasta sauces, or meats, ready to go for dinner later that day. Frozen vegetables are a much more nutritious alternative than metal cans and are available year-round. You don't have to eat foods only in season if you have a freezer. Now don't get me wrong, I love eating fresh vegetables, and most especially peas. When I was a kid, my mom would plant a couple of rows of peas in the garden, but she gave up after a few years because the plants were not producing. Little did she know that the eight-year-old version of me would go out there every day and eat the baby fresh peas right off the vine. On second thought, of course she knew I was eating them. You couldn't put much past my mom. Mysteriously, she then started growing green beans instead of peas in the garden. Turns out, eating green beans right off the vine is also tasty, but not enough so the kids would raid the garden every day. There's a couple of vegetables that only seem to work fresh. Lettuce, spinach, and especially asparagus. Where I grew up, there were three or four patches of wild asparagus along the side of the farm fields, and my mom would send me out just before supper to harvest. The only thing better than fresh vegetables is pick 10 minutes ago vegetables. Even with careful planning, there's inevitable scraps like vegetable peelings. Don't throw them in the garbage, that's just giving them to the enemy. Embrace composting, transforming food scraps into nutrient-rich fertilizer for your garden. It's like giving back to the earth, closing the loop on the food cycle and reducing waste all at once. We have a compost bin in our backyard, which gets everything from leaves to kitchen scraps and coffee grounds and plant trimmings. If you don't have time or space for a garden, many cities already have green bin collection of compost. Food waste is not really a problem that governments can solve. Governments can certainly help by providing recycling alternatives, but for the most part, the more rules about food a government puts in place, the worse the food waste problem will get. We should support businesses committed to reducing food waste, choosing products with minimal packaging, and speaking up about sustainable practices, and voting with our wallets. Remember, every small action adds up to a big impact for our planet.
support your local vegetable stand and farmer's market, or even better, grow some of your own food. And if ugly fruits and vegetables are available, buy them. Or sometimes you can even get them for low cost or free. Have a listen to episode 15 of this podcast, The 100-Mile Diet. If you have extra food in your pantry, contribute it to your local food bank. If you want to do more than just your share, and if there's a gleaners group in your area, consider volunteering. The gleaners take a lot of local produce that would otherwise be wasted and convert it into dried soup mix that they ship to help people in less fortunate countries. So this isn't just a problem for governments and corporations to solve. We as individuals have the power to make a difference. Planning meals, storing food properly, composting scraps, and supporting businesses committed to food waste reduction are all actions that we can contribute to the solution. Let's not waste another bite. Until next time, stay informed, stay engaged, and keep fighting for a more sustainable future. And as my grandma would say, clean your plate. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Climate Realist.